found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's a Thursday. This is the fourth day of the month of August. And uh, Matthew, good morning. Good morning, Dale. And uh, looks like you were right. We didn't get near as hot. No. As we were projecting. Still plenty hot. Despite what your car temperature gauge said, yeah. we did officially. Yeah. 88's what my temperature said it was. It was super muggy, though. Yeah. Pretty unbearable. Yeah. Ah. Then we got some pretty good uh, rain. And we did. Here we are. Now it's just kind of muggy and cloudy. <laughs> so we'll um, start with that note on this uh, day. Return to school for Lewis Cass. Yes. Today. Welcome back to school, Lewis Cass. So Lewis Cass, get prepared for another exciting school year. Have a great, great year. Yeah. This um, concerning a 13-year-old boy on a lobster catching expedition oh. with his family. When he was bit by a nurse shark, his family had their boat down to the Florida Keys during lobster season, as a tradition they do that. While in the water, he came face to face with the shark. The boy had a lobster in his hand (laughs) and felt a little tap on the back of his leg. He looked behind and the shark was in his face and latched on. Oh, no. Latched onto his face. Well, the boy grabbed the shark by the face and pulled it off (laughs) before he swam as fast as he could back to the boat screaming. His mom said he just popped up screaming, Mom, Mom, shark, get me out of here. Get me out of the water. So that's the actuality right there. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. It's like we were there. His family rushed him back to shore, drove him to the urgent care where he got 10 stitches on his top lip. So really, his lip took the damage. He said the shark bite won't ruin his love for the ocean. Said he might be scared the first few times, but he'll get back in the water. And I'm not sure how large nurse sharks are, but um, big enough to take a bite out of you. (laughs) Man. (sighs) I just, Florida, again, you know, you... I don't know. Hot. It's hot and muggy there all the time. <laughs> True. You know, it's just, <laughs> you got the snakes, you got the snails, you got the gators, you got. <laughs> so the average size okay. of a nurse shark is seven and a half to eight feet long. Pretty good size. So it's a pretty good size yeah. shark. For Bigger sure. than a 13 year old kid. Yeah. Probably still have a pretty good sized mouth to grab, you know, stuff with. So you should have used the lobster as a lodge, you know, like they show on TV. <laughs> Sorry, using lobster as a weapon. <laughs> it turned into the new Tarzan. <laughs> Pumpkin spice Oreos are back after a five-year hiatus. Do you remember them? I don't. <laughs> They'll hit shelves starting August 15th. Of course, everybody on Earth <laughs> loves everything Pumpkin. Every year around this time, it seems to get sooner and sooner. They start shoving pumpkin stuff down your throat. It's like Christmas. <laughs> just comes earlier and earlier. In the form of a limited edition 
Oreos consisting of pumpkin spice cream filling between two golden cookies. Mm. But while fall doesn't start till September 23rd, of course, pumpkin spice latte season <laughs> falls every year toward the end of August into the fall. It, it just everybody on earth they think likes I guess maybe they do or why would they serve it <laughs> they wouldn't be selling it if they weren't making money on it be getting pumpkin latte at the coffee joints and I don't know <laughs> it just seems like if you talk to people about pie of the holiday season pumpkin generally isn't real high with mm. many people so sweet potato pie how about that? Why don't they go with sweet potato latte? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's got a great ring to it. I'll dig a sweet potato latte. <laughs> Here's an antique collector purchased a book from the 1800s, found a packet of human hair stashed within its pages. It's a small leather-bound book, dates back to the Victorian era, the 63-year period from 1837 to 1901. Mm. In a viral TikTok, the collector wrote me incoherently buying an antique book off the internet. Innocently. Oh, innocently. Incoherently. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Just gotta buy it. I... I don't even like books. <laughs> he found multiple pieces of human hair. Uh. The hair was discovered in little envelopes bearing a person's name as well as a date. The collector also asked the uh, viewers questions. The question is, what do I do with them? Well, I would say don't monkey with it. <laughs> Me. Some social media conspiracy theorists warned her to call the cops to report a serial killer, which is silly. Others commented that during that era, it was commonplace, and this is true, for people to keep locks of hair of loved ones who passed away. Yep. And that's probably what it is. And this looks like a good strand of long blonde hair. Yeah. And, of course, people find it creepy. The uh, collector later revealed there was nothing creepy behind the hair's origin story. And she managed to track down the descendants of the book's owner and ask them about their ancestor. Wow. But, yeah, people would do that. I mean, I just, I don't, back in the day, when it came to funeral, I, I, <laughs> I don't, I ain't going. <laughs> it just was kind of, you know, you watch some of the stuff. Uh, I don't. Because they would like, they would, they would pose with the person. Yeah. It's it was like, just. Oh, that's, that's granny and the family. She's dead in this picture. <laughs> You know, they got those old West pictures of the outlaws lined up in a row, five of them, with rifles next to them, all shot dead. Yep. It's like, I just, I... I like, you, I like how you go to immediately to, to violent deaths of outlaws <laughs> in the old West. Well, I was there, you know. Well, <laughs> that's true. I was sheriff of a little town out West. Uh-huh. But it's just, you know, it was the creepy kind of photos from years ago. For sure. And nobody, you know, I think, didn't they believe their spirits if they smiled something? Because they never smiled in a photo. Well, they couldn't because it took a well, long time. True. Yeah, yeah so imagine holding a smile for two minutes, you know. 
There's probably one out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm. Didn't they also, when someone died, yeah. you they, they actually brought the body into your home. Yeah. So it was like, clear out the living room yeah. and bring in the casket. Yeah. We got to make room for Zebediah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Never one comes to their respects. That was just creepy. I don't know. Yeah. Of course, I've, I've just never been fond of that subject anyway. Just not. Uh, Can I keep a lock of your hair? Yeah, yeah we'll sell them. <laughs> we'll sell I'll them. pay for old Dale's funeral. There you go. <laughs> oh, Matt. It's 631, and we've got more tidbits. Stick around. This is Tidbits. of tidbits i did check and i guess uh, matt you could say that it is clear once you get above the clouds mm. okay so okay get high enough yeah it's clear <laughs> uh-oh here's an ohio woman claims that bigfoot has returned to the woods near her home based on an audio recording that she made of what she heard it's not video we have audio yeah and I don't even have her audio. Oh. The woman said that this is the first time she's ever recorded howling in her nearly decade-long tenure as a Bigfoot hunter. <laughs> An analyst described the two-minute recording as having a high potential hmm. of carrying the sounds of one Bigfoot attempting to contact another. Wildlife experts aren't so sure the sounds came from a Bigfoot. <laughs> Workers at nearby Mohican State Park suggested that the sounds could have come from an alpha male coyote calling its pack, which makes a heck of a lot more sense if it's howling. <laughs> okay. Ah. Well, the woman finally caught the most recent loud howls in the beginning of July. <laughs> she, she suspects that the sounds came from a young or a female Bigfoot calling to her babies. The Bigfoot babies. <laughs> so now there's little babies. All right. Now, which makes more And I'm not discounting that maybe this creature does it. I, I, you know, but again, based on howling, <laughs> and coyotes seem to be in that neck of the woods, <laughs> wouldn't that make a little more sense? You would think so. Okay. You're trying to find her sound? I am. Okay. <laughs> I did. None came with my particular story. We could, uh, you know, if you can find it, we can judge for ourselves. Oh, we got to have a commercial. No, of course. Oh, what's that all about? I don't I don't think they have it on okay. the story, See? to be honest. I don't I don't know that she's even submitted. Yeah. A recording of it. <laughs> so that the, the <laughs> An analyst described the two-minute recording as having high potential, like you said. Yeah. The first howler has a brassy tone to its voice that can be indicative of Sasquatch, the analyst said. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I guess if you want to believe hard enough, you'll make anything. I guess so. That uh, gives you some sort of hope that they're out there. But again, by now, wouldn't you discover like babies if they're out there, babies <laughs> that would somehow wander away? You know, like animals do. Sure. You know, they're out there monkeying around in the woods. You come across the mushroom hunting. Yeah. If there's, you know, babies. And there has to be, or they couldn't keep existing. Of course, Loch Ness has just been there solo for forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just hanging out. No mate for the Loch Ness. No. Here's a uh, guy from Florida known as Redbeard. He's been arrested after he stole his roommate's parrot. <laughs> Leading to multiple injuries to the bird. Justin Peters stole his female roommate's red parrot, valued at $1,800. Jeez. She told the Monroe County Sheriff's Office that she had told Peters to leave her bird alone. And didn't he didn't have permission to remove the parrot from his cage or the residence. Redbeard, quit monkeying with the squawker, okay? A witness spotted Redbeard at a bus stop. The witness went about their business, but moments later noticed he was not no longer at the bus stop, but left behind was a red parrot sitting on the bench. Oh, oh no. Oh no. I've been hurt. Redbeard, Redbeard. Yeah. The sheriff's office was then able to obtain another witness, perhaps the parrot, from a nearby restaurant who stated they saw Peters in possession of the same bird. <laughs> Both witnesses said they found the bird to be stressed and agitated. <laughs> <laughs> stressed and agitated. Don't look at me. Stop. Stop touching me. <laughs> Security footage was later used to confirm Redbird was Redbeard was at those two locations. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the parrot was reunited with its owner and taken to a vet where it was found to have suffered multiple broken bones. Oh, no. Dislocated hip. Blunt force trauma to one side of its body, among other injuries. Wow. That's not good. Poor Redbeard. <laughs> Redbeard has been arrested. Faces charges of grand theft and animal cruelty. Oh, wait, Redbeard is not the bird. Yeah, yeah. I Sorry. Know, it never says the bird's name. Valued at $1,800. <laughs> and then, uh, how do you come, how do you do this? It's one of the grossest things that anyone can do, in my opinion. <laughs> a Minnesota woman <laughs> whose fingernails uh, have a combined length. Uh, a 42 feet, 10.4 inches, has been awarded two Guinness World Record titles. Her name's Diana Armstrong. You can't do anything with nails like that, can you? I mean, how could you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's not like you can do anything with your hands. <laughs> That's all you'd hear when you're clicking of nails. <laughs> clicking everywhere, yeah. No thanks. How do you eat? How do you <laughs> Exactly. She's uh, 
got the record for longest fingernails on a pair of hands for a female. So there's dudes out there doing it too. And the longest fingernails on a pair of hands ever. After Guinness World Records verified the length of her nails. Says she's been growing them for over 25 years. (laughs) She said her longest nail is her right thumb at 4 feet 6.7 inches. Four feet. (laughs) Think about that. You could use her. Maybe she works at the fair, measuring kids if they're tall enough to Yeah. You must be here. All right. I was going to say, if you have a kid in elementary, imagine that on your thumb all the time. And uh, let's see. Her shortest, her left pinky, measures in at three feet, seven inches. I just, and again, it's always the ugliest thing. On Earth now, how long must it take for her to multicolor those nails like that? Yeah, I don't know. And who does it? Can't be her. <laughs> I, I just uh, there's got to be something better to do to get a world record. Yeah. Now, see, I could probably there's times I think I could compete for longest toenails. But come on, that one is <laughs> okay. <laughs> So my, did she just wake up one day and be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a world's record. I'm going to start right now. The problem is they don't just grow straight. No. They start no. doing all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, they start moving and yeah. curling. and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 42-foot toenails. <laughs> Yeah, are her toes like that? I mean, no, there's uh, surely not. Oh my, I just you know I've seen those pictures in the past. Even when I was in school, elementary school, they'd have a picture of some dude. Yeah, with those funky looking fingernails, and it's like, what? Why? And finally, I feel like that dude didn't he have like a sack that he put over him? <laughs> Did he? I don't. I feel like there was a sack involved. I don't know, Matt. How long is it? Well, she's 25 years. Yeah. I can't go 2.5 days without I, chewing on I, mine. Yeah, same way. Of course, did I ever tell you about why I started looking after my hands? No. I was in college. Okay. And I was sitting with a group, of, like a big friend group, right? Okay. And all the girls in the group started talking about this one dude. They're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's so hot. And they're all girls like, oh my gosh, he is so, he, he really is. And they started going off about how amazing this one dude on campus was right and one of the girls made the comment even his even his hands are perfect and i was like for whatever reason it was like Wait, what and so it caused me to look down at my own hands and look at my fingernails and they're all like overgrown and there's crap under them and it's so i immediately like tuck them under my armpits i'm sitting there you know i'm gonna go Oh, but but I mean I never even it never <laughs> crossed my mind that the girls pay attention to your hands. Yeah, you know it just it never crossed my mind. That was a life changing moment. It really was. And so ever since then, I mean, you I mean, look at them. They my they look pretty good. You know, I try to keep them. A life changing moment. Yeah. In college. Yeah. I for, I for real, I did never, it was like a light bulb. Like, girls look at hands, what, what? They care, what? They do? Okay. <laughs> now, did it make you any hotter? 
No. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely not. But because I have no control over that. You know what I mean? But I can can make sure my hands are decently kept up. Okay. (laughs) But it's kind of like COVID, though. You know, I never really thought about touching this, touching that, touching this until then. And now, you know, I I find myself always door handles, you know. Maybe if I go down here <laughs> for a pole door. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, right? Yeah. So there you go, Matthew. Some tidbits. We won't get to the attack cat. Well, I got a story real quick. Okay. From last night. All right. Oh. So at, at Revolution, we've been doing this thing called the best summer ever. And we've been doing like some fun activities and stuff through the week and, you know, whatever. Okay. So last night we did a um, trivia night. At bonus points. Okay. So we had a couple teams from from church against some of the regulars yes. that play trivia at bonus nights. At uh, bonus points, they do that every Wednesday. And so our team, yeah. Jar Jar Drinks, <laughs> came out victorious. That's right. How yeah, about that, Jar Jar Drinks? Now, oh, did you help the squad? I did. All right. I, the, the first category was useless. It was the royal family. Oh no! I... But we, but we had to do the just watch the whole the that series, The Crown. Yeah, yeah. We had so he like knew everything. So we <laughs> we hung in there, and then it was general knowledge and cooking terms. So, <laughs> but victorious. Yeah. Now what do you get for that victory? So we got a um, <laughs> a koozie. Oh, a bottle opener. How about that? And a forty dollar gift certificate. That's good. Yeah, that's excellent. So congratulations to Jar Jar Drinks. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Stephen, for naming our team. <laughs> At last night's competition. It was a lot of fun, though. All right. It was well, a good time. I'll see you tomorrow to wrap up the week. All right, buddy. All right, then. Take care, Matthew. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.